Hello and welcome to Talk to Me. I'm your host, Max Ernst. And I'm Katie Ernst. And, well, this is our episode. Anyway, welcome back. The first thing that we're going to uh, discuss is that Amazon just recently announced that they have made it, in theory, easier for you to find uh, voice apps to launch. Basically, normally, before this new feature... If you wanted to launch a, what they call a skill or a voice app that could give you information, you would have to say, Alexa, open, blah, blah, blah. So, like, if you wanted information about, what is the example they give in the article? Surfing conditions in California. Okay, sure. So, if you wanted information about surfing conditions in California, Alexa doesn't automatically know that. Like, if you ask her, like, hey, what's the weather? She automatically knows that because Amazon has programmed her to know about the weather, but Amazon can't possibly program her to know about everything. But there may be voice apps that could give you that information that some independent developer has created. So, um, if if you say right like before this thing, if you'd say Alexa, you know what is the surfing conditions in Santa Barbara, she would say, "I'm sorry, I can't help you with that." I think is exactly what she says when she doesn't yes. know. Um, whereas now, she would say. Um, oh, the surfing conditions are great because she would go to, you know, a particular app that's in the system that gives weather conditions in California or uh, surfing conditions and, and then, you know, whatever. So that's the idea. So you don't have to then remember the name of all these different apps. You can just ask her directly a question and then she'll just give you the information. But I have a well, lot she'll of- try to give you the information. She'll try to find the most appropriate app that would give you the relevant information. Now, Google already, in theory, does this, actually. They have something called implicit invocations, which is supposed to do this, and Amazon is actually playing catch-up to Google here with this feature. Although I've never noticed that it does that. Well, I was going to say, yeah. Well, Google has way less apps. I mean, Google has, like, maybe 1,000 now, and Amazon has, like, 30,000. So, I mean, there's that aspect. But then there's also... I just really want to know how this works, you know? So, like, if you say, like, so if you ask a very specific question about, like, surf conditions or whatever, then maybe, you know, Alexa can, like, search through, like, the apps and be like, oh, there's one specifically about surfing conditions. Okay, that works. But if you say, like, you know, Alexa, I want to play a game, that's so, that's very broad. Like, right now, she probably has some, like, built-in thing that if you say that just because, you know, they always want to have it give you something in response for like really common things that people will say like maybe they have just like a very like limited minor game that alexa you know is built in but like how like so we built a game like a kid's game for alexa like if and then but there's many other games obviously that other skill developers have created so if you just said like alexa i want to play a game Like, would she be able to search through the different games and pick one? Well, in theory, she would be able to, but most certainly, I guess (laughs) I would say that really depends too, because if uh, she already has something built into where she just gives you a game, just like if you say, tell me a story, she has like a built in uh, one story, story that she tells. um, But I think what would happen, actually, what would happen is that everyone who's developed a game for Alexa would have that as one of their key words for search. So it really wouldn't like do anything 
potentially. Whereas, that's what I wonder. Like, we have to look into this, like, we as developers. Because, like, for instance, our game is about Cinderella. So, like, maybe if somebody said, like, I want to play a game with Cinderella, like, maybe that then would bring it would find us it. up. If right. we, like, because I, you as the developer, which, you know, you as not a developer, you don't need to worry about this. But the way it works for the developers, you actually have to, like, put the keywords into your um, app. You have to, like, go back. Like, so we'd have to go back now and edit to, like, put keywords in. So that way Amazon knows, oh, your skill does X, Y, and Z. Right. So Just like you would on Google. Just like you would when building a web page. Right, exactly, exactly. So that way, when you know Google can find your web page and know that it's about whatever it's about or whatever. So, um, anyway, it's something that we need to look into more. It, it certainly sounds interesting. I just need to see how it ends up working. And yeah, for the, I mean, especially for the user, because I've asked Alexa a number of things that get you the that I think should have an answer, but I don't know if the name of the actual app to to create it um, to get to it. And I'll ask for something and it's, I, sorry, I can't help you with that. Sorry, I can't help you with that. Sorry, I can't help you with that. So this should make it, from the user perspective, much better. Absolutely. Except until she starts telling you things you don't want to know about because she doesn't understand what, like, I don't know, surfing means or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, that we'll just have to wait and see. Because they only announced this a few days ago. And, yeah, I don't think I've asked for anything that I've gotten the sorry, I can't help you for that since they made the announcement. Um, but, yeah, I need to just start asking her random questions now and see what happens. Right. But also, it's because it's so new. Again, like the developers themselves have to program it into their skill. There are probably very few skills that yet have this programmed in. So right, because they would also have to then go through the certification and time and everything. So it would right. take a while, actually. For yeah. It to, so it's to like wait, wait a usage. few weeks at least, or it's not going to have anything. Like it's it's not going to work in this way yet. But it hopefully will. Right, because it would make things better. It will make things better, absolutely. Um. So that's the well, that's the hope for it. Um. Now, yeah. Anyway, that's hope for it. I thought I had something else to say, but I don't. <laughs> um, there was um, also other news in regards to Alexa and Google competition. Google, for the first time, outsold uh, or seems to have outsold Amazon on the world stage for the last for the quarter one of two, 2018. And by that, he means like they sold more units. Units. Across the world, like the way you said, in the world stage, almost made me think that, oh, like, as opposed to in like the United States or something, and they they've yes. got a sash. I don't know. No, as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to the United States, they they, they outsold Amazon um, across the world. Across the world, yeah. For the first time, this is the first time in a quarter that they've ever done this, um, and they did it. Um, so, as a comparison, in the first quarter of 2017, Amazon sold 79.6 percent of all um, voice. Like, what do you call that? Not voice assistants. Home uh, home consoles? No, that's not. Smart speakers. My God. It's right there on the graph. Okay. Smart speakers. So, okay. In quarter one of 2017, Amazon sold 79.6% of all smart speakers. And Google sold 19.3%. And other was only 1.1%. Whereas in 2018, the first quarter of this year, um... Google actually had the plurality at 36.2%. Amazon was second at 27.7%. Um, others was 173 I'm sure that includes Apple and then obviously others. And then Alibaba is there at about 12 and Xiaomi, I don't know how to pronounce that, is 7%. So a big part of this is obviously international speakers uh, uh, that, you know, just aren't even, like, relevant to the United States. But... Um, it's also noteworthy, I mean, that Google 
they have, I don't know the number. I sh- I feel like if I host a podcast like this, I should know the exact numbers, but I don't. I'm, I don't have time to like memorize all this crap. But anyway, they, they have like, I don't know, 15 or 20 languages. They have a yes, lot. They of have languages. many more languages than Amazon. Has. And Amazon has like, I don't know, seven or something. In actual languages, they have English in a bunch of countries. Uh-huh. Then they have German, Italian, French, and I'm guessing Hindi because they have something in India, have, but I'm not sure which of the, oh, you know, I'm dozens of sure. dozens of languages. And do they have French? Because they didn't have French for a long time. Yes. France has been added. They have been added now? And they've added Italy. Okay. But they well, don't have Spanish. Which, they don't? No. Oh, that's weird. Which I find odd. That's really weird. But anyway, the point is, is that Google has like a bazillion languages. Google has many, many more languages that they support. And so obviously, if you're looking at worldwide sales... And they have so many languages, they're going to beat you out. And then if you have, like, 20% alone, that's just – Alibaba, if you're not aware, is, like, the uh, Amazon. Amazon of India. No, China. 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 <laughs> I don't know why I said that. And then, like, Xiaomi must be something like that, too, because that's a Chinese-sounding word. So I think it is China. I think it's the Chinese version. Um, well, you said Alibaba is Chinese. They are, but, like, I, I think so they're, they're both, both Chinese. Chinese. Okay, yeah. Well, you just said it's the Chinese no, version. No, no, sorry, I said, okay, I'm just confused. Alibaba is more open to like world markets. Um, I think Xiaomi is more specific to China. Okay. Um, okay, maybe that's why I'm associated. But I'd have to. I check know that. Alibaba is Chinese. Once you once you said that, I was like, duh. But I think they do. They they are heavily investing in. Um, I just said the country name. India? India. My God, this, 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 we just need to like reboot this entire podcast. It is not going well. Google is uh, heavily investing in India as well. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, Amazon, Google, Amazon Google is, is also heavily in India, investing, but, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, well, India is obviously a huge market, so it's a place you need to be. Cause I, I do remember, that's why, I, that's why I kind of don't know if they do have Hindi. Cause I remember people talking about like, yeah, in, in India, a lot of people speak English, obviously, because of the British having colonized them, but, if that's not like your first language or the main language that you speak and a voice assistant is so personal, like you, you want to, the whole reason that voice is so awesome is because it's so natural. Well, it's not natural if you have to speak in a foreign tongue or, or, you're, or you're not your right. most like a comfortable tongue. So of course the company that has the smart speaker with that supports your language is obviously going to, you know, win out over the one that doesn't, even if you speak English. Right. So anyway, so I don't, I don't know really how to take this. Like people were, I mean, I, when I first saw the numbers, I was blown away because I was like, oh my gosh, like Amazon went from 80% to 27. That's like crazy. Um, but then I was like, oh, that's worldwide. And then it's like, okay. And it's like, Amazon does definitely need to do more to get more of a worldwide share, but they're still heavily dominant in the United States. I yes. think, I think it was like last year they were like 90 some percent of the speaker sales and now they're like 70 some percent so they're losing share here too but they're still heavily dominant and my personal experience is that when i talk to people including like elderly people if i mention alexa everyone knows who i'm talking about and it is actually very rare to mention google assistant or google home and have someone know what you're talking about Right, or respond like, oh, I have one of those. I've Everyone, never. Yeah. I've never had that happen. No. And Am- if- I mean, to begin with, Amazon's a much more American company to begin with. Um, well, Google's an American company. No, I know, but Google is an American company that has a much larger worldwide presence, more well, like Facebook, yeah. whereas Amazon is much more focused on American services. Yeah, although they're they're expanding outward. I, I was um, 
just listening to a thing about this. I mean, they, they really are. I mean, they like, are. They're, they're really expanding to other countries, too. But, but you're – I mean, obviously, it's much easier for Google to be worldwide when they don't have physical products in the same way that Amazon does. I mean, other than the smart speaker, obviously. You know, Amazon uh, – they have to literally set up an entire infrastructure to like ship goods across distances. So that's going to be a lot harder to move into a new country than just like, oh, here's the website. Like that's so easy. Right. And even their um, like tech services like AWS or um, some of their big well, tech services require physical setup in places so right. that there's actual servers there, things like that. So they're a much more that's physically like, present company than Google. That's like you'll see on Twitter all the time. They'll be like, the average Amazon employee makes $35,000 and the average um, Google employee makes like 100 something and then Facebook is like even more than that or whatever. And then people are like, ah, oh, see, Amazon's evil. It's like, yeah, but Amazon employs hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, whereas Google and Facebook literally employ like maybe 10,000 each and all virtually all of their employees are, you know, highly skilled developers or whatever. Whereas Amazon, like the majority of their employees are, you know, warehouse workers or whatever. And I've read a lot of things regarding how Amazon actually pays its employees more than what you would typically get paid for that job title. And they also are more likely to hire veterans that other companies may not want to hire because there is actually a lot of discrimination against hiring veterans, which is really unfortunate. And they'll, you know, hire other types of people that, you know, they're, they're very good about hiring women and things like this. And I don't want to sit here and be like an evangelist for Amazon because there are a lot of issues with Amazon, but it just really annoys me when I see this, you know, comparison as if that they are comparable companies because they're not. Right. They're not at all comparable companies. <laughs> Amazon is an actual, like, has physical presence in the world and has, well, I mean, they sell things. Google looks for things and Facebook connects you to people online. Like, they're exactly. not the same they're thing. They're so different. And so it's like, see, Amazon's evil. It's like, oh my gosh, you're comparing apples and oranges. It's ridiculous. It's like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, McDonald's pays way less than, you know, this like fancy steakhouse. And it's like, well, yeah, they're both food service, like, but they're not the same thing, which isn't to say that I don't think McDonald's should pay more. And it's not to say that I think that like people who work in warehouses shouldn't make more. Right. They absolutely should. You know, that's, but that's a nationwide phenomenon. That's something that like our country needs to address. It's not something that suggests that Amazon's an evil right. company. If Google had a, had a warehouse for their searches, they wouldn't be uh, paying them. Yeah, if there were people running around like, a warehouse, the same like, that actually they're paying having their to look it up in a. People. Yeah, if they had to actually like look it up in a book, like to then deliver you the answer, I guarantee you they wouldn't be making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year on average. Right, <laughs> but um, to bring it back to something else you were saying um, that I sort of cut you off on, which was the um, talking about when you talk to people about these smart assistants. And you say Alexa, or you say Siri, or you say Cortana, people almost instantly know what you're talking about. When you talk about Google's assistant, no, nobody knows. Ever. Um, I've literally, outside of a tech arena, I have never met a person. No. Outside of a tech arena and my one friend who worked at Best Buy that sold Google Home devices, I have never met anyone who had heard of it. Yeah, no, this, uh, I was actually, I was listening to another podcast, um, Love It or Leave It, uh, which is a political podcast, and they have, um, but they have, like, other people on, they have, like, some political people, some, like, entertainer people, 
And they had a panel of people on this show. And the host brought up the story about the Google duplex that we told you about last week, which was that um, it makes phone calls for you. And he said about the Google Assistant's new Google duplex. And no one on the panel knew what he was talking about. These are well-educated people. These are people. people. (laughs) Yeah, these are rich people. (laughs) These are people in the entertainment industry. Not a soul knew what he was talking about. He had to explain to them, oh, it's like Alexa, Siri, or Cortana. Exactly. And seeing as how no one uses Siri or Cortana for like... Especially Cortana. Like people will offer... I mean, like maybe my grandma hasn't heard of Cortana, whereas like even grandmas have heard of Alexa. But like younger people, like most people have heard of Cortana and no one uses Cortana. I have never met a person who's used Cortana like in any sort of way. But yet Google Assistant, like it's on every single android phone comes standard and people don't know what it is yeah and why do you think this is the case oh let's guess it's probably because they didn't give it a name and i they part i they had some really like great reasons for why they didn't want to give him or her a name well that's see that's part of it it's like oh they don't want to be sexist because like all of the voice assistants are women and like you know we could talk about the sexism that could potentially be inherent in there and i could have a whole discussion about how well, in our society, like, you know, we think of assistants as being women. And so that's why, you know, all the assistants are women. Although they're in other societies, they would they would make series default voice, for instance, male, because in those societies, men don't like the idea of taking directions from a woman. And so they had to make it a man. And so, I mean, really, whether the voice is male or female, there's going to be some sexism in it because our society is sexist. But let's put that aside. So so Google thinks that they're going to avoid all of this by not giving their assistant a name. But the voice is still a woman's voice, so there's still arguably sexism there. So you're not even avoiding that. And then beyond that, it's like, well, why would you not want to personalize the assistant? Like, why would you... Why would you not want to make it so that the people using your product feel like they have a relationship with the person or pseudo person that they're interacting with? I, it, I, I, I've never been able to fully engage or feel connected to Google Assistant because it's always like, okay, Google, blah, blah, blah. Well, so it's like I'm talking to Google. Google's not a thing. Google's like a, a disembodied search engine. Like you can't talk to a search engine. Like I can't like relate to a search engine. I want a person. No, and it feels like when you're talking to it, like you're asking, like, because as we mentioned before, we have iPhones, and we use, uh, I use my iPhone to say, Siri, Google something for me. And that's what it feels like when you're talking to the Google Home, is like, you're just trying to do it, perform a search, as opposed to perform, like, yeah, or perform an actual function, like have it do something like play a game or read you a story or something like that. And that doesn't, that's why Google Home just seems odd to me. It seems like a, a, it does seem like a device for like, what is the weather? What are the hours of something, et cetera, that you would just Google search? Right. And I just, I, I, I understand where they're coming from with why they went that way. And it was an open question at the time, but I feel like there's, you know, they've been out for two years now. Amazon's been out for three. I don't know. Maybe that's not right. But I think that's about right. Anyway, the point is, is I feel like it's pretty clear now, anyone who has both devices, you definitely have more of an attachment to Alexa because of the name. It's very catchy. I I just think that Google really needs to rethink that. Yeah. They can call him Googie or call her Googie. 
Well, because even now Spooky it's like Hauser. it's not only Alexa, but now because if you talk about her, it turns her on. Now most people will call her Lexi. Yes. And also, like, you know, on other podcasts, I guess we should probably do this because we're, like, big jerks or whatever. But other podcasts, I listen to my podcast yeah, on headphones. They'll, like, so. they'll, they'll, like, bleep it out or they'll, like, mute or they'll it say or they'll like, say other names. Or they'll or... say Lexi. Like, on other podcasts, they'll say Lexi because they don't want, you know, you to be, like, constant. They don't want to constantly be setting off your your device, which I guess we're, like, really inconsiderate with that. But, like I said, I listen to podcasts with headphones or my car. Like, I don't really, like, listen to them, like, on speaker in my home where she would be. But yes, if that's a problem, write us and let us know, and then we'll maybe consider your complaint. Yes. But first, rate or review us on iTunes. And then we will consider your <laughs> and complaint. And then we will consider your complaint. <laughs> don't put that in the review on iTunes because it's something we can fix. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I take that back. Just let us know first and then rate us and review us on iTunes. Once we fixed it. Yes. The next thing we're going to talk about is something that made national news and made all of my friends on Facebook and Twitter, et cetera, freak out for the most part. And I don't know about you, but probably did the same. And that is Amazon over listening to your stuff and then sending all your information to your friends. Yeah, so if you didn't hear about this in the news, there was this big thing because a woman, was it in Kentucky? Oregon. It was in Oregon. Oh, I I just like the idea of it being someone in Kentucky, although that makes more sense because the woman was talking about hardwood floors. And I'm not saying that no one in Kentucky has hardwood floors. I don't know. I just feel like they should be talking about bourbon or something more interesting in Kentucky. But anyway, the point being, Max is making faces at me like you are now alienating all of our listeners. Let me make it clear. One of my good friends in law school was from Kentucky, and her name was, I guess I can't say what her name was. I shouldn't say what her name was. But it was so beautiful and, like, so Kentucky. But anyway, I won't say it. Um, Well, her first name was Sky, although she would have said it as Sky. But anyway, um, point being, back to the story uh, at hand, is so... A woman got a message from a like employee of her husband that said, you need to turn off your Echo immediately. It's been hacked. And she's like, what? And he was like, I was sent uh, uh, like an audio clip of you and your husband talking about hardwood floors. And she didn't believe him at first, but then he somehow sent her this like, you know, audio recording. And sure enough, it was like a conversation that she and her husband had about hardwood floors. So she like freaked out and contacted the medium and was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, my, my device just like, you know, sent, you know, recordings of my conversations. Like I'm, I'm being bugged like to random people for no reason. Well, Amazon investigated it. And basically what happened was, um, this is on Recode. So it says, Echo woke up due to a word in background conversation sounding like Alexa. As you all know, like, sometimes you're talking and, like, she thinks you said Alexa, even if you haven't. So that's basically what happened there. Then the subsequent conversation was heard as, quote, send message, at which point Alexa said out loud to whom they, for whatever, you know, they didn't hear her say that. And then their conversation was interpreted um, by Alexa as being the name of the contact that was ultimately sent to. And so then Alexa out loud again said, like, I don't know. I'm sending the message now yeah, or whatever. It gave a confirmed message. Right. And they, they didn't notice that either anyway. So then this ended up getting sent. So people were like, oh my gosh, dude, this is why it's terrible and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I even tweeted like, I, I told you this was going to happen at some point because a couple of episodes ago I said, like, if you make like some sort of like private skill that you can make or private, like, you know, 
a- application that at some point someone's going to like somehow like come across this and so don't make any like weird sexy skills or something because that's going to get out. So on the one hand, I feel like I've been vindicated because yes, like random crap could get out through random ways you wouldn't even think about it, you know, through your device. Like that's going to happen. I mean, it's just a given. On the other hand, what basically happened in this scenario is a butt dial. Like Everyone has had the scenario by which they have their phone in their pocket. Somehow it like it clicks through a number of menu options. It somehow randomly calls a friend and now they're listening in on your private conversation and you don't even know they're on the phone because you accidentally butt dialed them. Like I I said that on Twitter and then somebody was like, oh, but you know, what are the odds? Like it can't be that. Like what are the odds that you know, Alexa would have interpreted this this way and this this way. It's like through what I just described that like you said Alexa and then you said to whom and then you said the contact and da da da. I was like, what are the odds that you're going to click the like five menu items on the phone in just a certain way to where it ends up calling somebody accidentally? It's like in any one situation, the odds are very low. But if you leave your your phone in your pocket long enough, it's going to happen. Or if people across the United States with like bazillion echo devices have enough conversations like one person is going to accidentally send a message to somebody and so that's all that happened here max yeah give something to say well i was just going to say this uh actually we were talking about before uh i think it was last week we were talking about how alexa has a super sensitive uh wake up word and like maybe that's something that they could consider because it's very easy to trigger her as opposed to the other smart devices and so that can be a problem but Again, what happened here was, according to Amazon, a series of these people were talking about something that they then managed to accidentally send a message. And it's going to happen with enough situations, enough people talking in front of her, that you're going to get things like this. Right. And to me, the biggest issue here is not that that happened. That's not some horrible breach of privacy and, like, people are saying that there was some sort of, like, like, not a a hack necessarily but they were saying like there was some sort of like breach or something there's a breach it's a butt dial that's all it is but i think the biggest issue is everyone understands that their phone makes phone calls so everyone understands that if they somehow accidentally place a phone call to somebody that that is you know a risk that you take by having your phone in your pocket and it, it doesn't make you feel super creeped out that your phone made a phone call Whereas I think most people do not know that Alexa can send voice messages. So if you don't even know that she can do that, and then all of a sudden you hear that this like, you know, recording of your conversation sitting in your home got sent to somebody, of course that's going to freak you out. I totally understand why that would freak you out more than your phone sending a message. And actually because of, you know, wanting to look into this more for purposes of this podcast. We tested it out. We tested it out. And um, maybe a few months ago, I don't remember, like earlier on when we had the device, I looked to see who I could send, like, or you could, you could basically, like, make phone calls, but they're not actual phone calls, like, from, de- you could make, like, calls, essentially, from, like, device to device, like, if your friends own a device. And so I looked in the app, like, months ago, like I said, and if you click on, like, and it's not drop in, because that's, like, Whatever. If you click on the the button within the app that allows you to like make a um to to contact your friend's device, it it showed like six friends of mine who had devices, and I was like, oh, that's weird. And it was actually particularly weird because it was like 
two of the six were like my ex-best friend and my ex-best friend's husband. And I was like, oh, I don't want to think about them. Like, how did it, how did, how did, now I know that they bought an Echo. Okay, that's something. So anyway, the point is, is that it had six people listed. I went to look today and it had like hundreds of people listed. And I was like, whoa, hundreds of people, like hundreds of my friends have bought Echo devices. And then it's like, no, they didn't. It like now lists all of your contacts for some reason. And so then I went, I was like, well, so then can you just send messages to like anybody now, even if they don't have an Echo device? And I don't think so, because I tried to send it to like my mom or maybe it was your dad or my I tried, mom, your mom. Yeah, because your dad does have one. I tried to send it to my mom and I, so just to like test it out. And then it said, oh, she needs to have an Echo device, but you can call her now using their, they have like, you, you can actually yeah, yeah. call using like a phone calling feature. Anyway, the point is, is that there are all these features being added all the time. And like, we're in this space. I have a Twitter specifically devoted to voice stuff. Like I keep on top of this stuff and I didn't know all this stuff. So I think the biggest issue here is people don't know what the device can do. And so if the device suddenly does something weird and you didn't even know it could do that, that's what's going to freak you out. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's their biggest thing is that it updates itself all the time in terms of its functionality and people are completely unaware of it. When your phone updates, you get that, well, if you have an iPhone, you get that stupid update thing that tells you to update it and then it updates all the apps on it and you're aware that something happened even if you don't know what it actually was or what your phone is now capable of. But the Echo updates without ever telling you that it's updating. And we even we have this show, so at least you can see some things. So like we could go through and see all the contacts that just appeared on um, Katie's list. But if you have the regular Echo, it's like you'd have to go into the Alexa app, which no one ever uses, except to no, see. No, but this is the weird thing, and that's what I didn't understand. I was on my phone, and I was in the app, and then I was trying to do something, and then it said, "Would you like to show show me like who?" Like the only way I could see who had a device to call was actually by looking on it on the show. Because in the app, I couldn't see that. In the app, it just showed all of oh, my that's contacts. That's super weird because most people because, don't have a show. Because that's why I was like, that's so weird. So then that's why I then asked her to like, you know, message my mom. And then it said, oh, she doesn't have a Echo. Would you like to show or yeah, would you like me to show you all the contacts that do? And I said, yes. And then it and then showed it on the show. On the- so it's like, if you don't have a show, I don't even know how you would even know who you could send messages to right you, it's very weird it, it, it's it's a very weird interface and it's very it's something that i mean they should consider because it again it updates all the time without like we talk about updates that come to you but you have no idea that they're coming to you you just are interacting with her one day and she does something new it's sort of like um we were making a list the other day a grocery list and if we didn't know that alexa had follow-up mode where she just listens to you for a little bit after you tell her to do something to sort of keep the context of what you're talking about. Um, it would have been kind of odd that I said, Alexa, add no, hot that, dog. No, that you follow up mode. You actually had to go into the app to add it. Oh, that's true. That's different. That is Whereas true. good point that, that one you actually did have to like purposefully add. Whereas, you know, because we created this interactive story called select a story um, I was telling people about it, like, you know, my coworkers, for instance. And then this woman was like, oh, well, I own one of these devices. Like, what do I need to do to add it? I was like, you don't need to do anything to add it. It's just automatically in there. Once it's up there, it's in there. And she's like, well, then what do I do to like, to try it out? I say, oh, you just say, you know, Alexa open select story and then it'll go. And she's like, oh, and on the one hand, that's like the super cool thing about Alexa is that like, if there's ever a new thing that 
like a new skill or a new voice app, it's automatically in there. You don't need to do anything. It's not like on your iPhone where if there's like a new app in the app store, it's not just like automatically on your phone. You have right. to like download it onto your phone. Whereas with Alexa, it's like automatically on your device. Um, but on the other hand, that makes it really creepy because the, 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 I guess the most creepy aspects like follow-up mode where it still keeps listening after you're talking. I think that's why they didn't add that automatically. Yeah, that is almost certainly true. Or there's like one other thing that you had to like add specifically to have it be on there. But like the vast majority of new things, like apparently it like, you know, taking all of my contacts and like suddenly now I can just make like telephone calls to anybody through it. I mean, on the one hand, it's cool that I can just suddenly do that. On the other hand, since I didn't like take an affirmative step to add that to it, that's why it's then very creepy when something like unexpected happens because you just never had any idea that it could even do that. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so I think on the one hand, I think some, I guess the, some the, of these stories the take get home, like super the, the, overblown. Yeah. The too long didn't read is, um, yes, it is creepy in many ways. However, it is not as creepy as people are making out it to be. I think for podcasts, it's TLDL too long. Didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they didn't get here anyway. So whatever. No, they just skipped to this. The, they just they, skipped to this. Like, they hit 10 seconds. Then yeah. <laughs> just till it was over. TLDR, you have to go through the whole thing anyway. But, yeah. Um, there's also another another article in Fortune magazine um, discussing the Alexa Kids skill. Alexa Kids skill. Alexa Kids Echo. And yeah, how you should not kids. have it. The Echo Dot Kids. And how you should not have it because it's terrible. And, of course, this isn't a major publication, therefore, that's why we're discussing it, because this seems ridiculous. Now, no, the article was so dumb. It, it really was. was. And I don't want to, like... It's okay, not as from somebody, Fortune in one sense. As somebody who writes, I want to say, like, I, I really have a... Like, I don't want to... I don't want to be, like, too negative about someone's writing, but on the other hand... I don't know. Even the headline was like, parents stay away from Amazon's Echo Dot Kids. It's like, it's clearly one of those things where it's like meant to have a provocative headline so yes. that people get mad about it and complain. It so and you know what? Complain. We're mad about it. We're complaining. And you can't be offended, writer of this article, because this is what you wanted. And this is why you got clicks, because your headline exactly. was annoying and your article was annoying. But go on, Max. Anyway, this article is by someone who is a co-chairperson or something she works for an organization called like keep brands away from kids keep kids commercial free kids or whatever which of course doesn't tell you that until you get to the end of the article yes. even though you could read it and understand that this person is against advertising towards children in some form or which another i'm not like pro advertising for towards children but like anyway go on it's 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 just ridiculous. the, the reason on. that i'm more complaint is that this person argues basically that you should not have an Echo Dot Kids for exactly the same reason that you shouldn't. They don't couch it this way, but they the arguments they make are that it allows kids access to branded material. It allows these large companies to infiltrate your kid's life. It takes away their imagination, et cetera, in terms of living. And it's like, that may all be true. And we can still <laughs> have a certain conversation about you know exposure to um, outside entertainment venues uh is a personal is a perfectly valid discussion but that's no different than video games television movies even some books like 
none of these arguments are particularly persuasive or applicable to the Echo Dot kids. And therefore, this seems like it's just, well, it's just riding on a bandwagon of news and therefore trying to, as Katie said, profit off of it. Well, yeah, of getting it being like, you know, click worthy. But okay, first of all, let me say, as a, a very old millennial, we grew up having branded television directed toward us all the time. And like anyone our age or younger has. And so our age or older has. Even no. First part of Gen X would have had. Okay, last first part. part of Gen okay, X, but what not my, the first, my last part. My point is is that definitely everyone our age or younger yes. grew up with that. And so I think part of the issue is there were these laws in place that went away at some point before us. Just before us. It wasn't that long before us. Mm-hmm. That it used to be that, like, you couldn't basically advertise toward children and you couldn't have, like, branded, you know, um, programming for children. And I am not sitting here arguing that that is a good thing, that, like, advertising or having branded, you know, things toward children is a good thing. We can have a whole conversation about whether that is a good thing. So, like, most people take it for granted that, of course, like, children's shows, like, say, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or, you know, Rainbow Bright or My Little Pony or whatever, like, old or young, like, the the, the old versions or the young versions, like, they take it for granted that, that those, you know, programs existed and that – or G.I. Joe, like – and that there were then like toys, um, and toys associated with and, and, and everything and, else. And everything. And so it's like basically, yeah, it's it's presented as like, oh, it's like a fun thing for your kid to watch, but then it was really a vehicle to sell your kid a bunch of plastic crap. And that's like really what all kids programming is these days, is like a vehicle to sell a bunch of plastic crap. And we can have a whole conversation about whether that's a good thing or not, but that's not the issue here. Let's put that aside. Like, if they're watching TV, it is just an ad for plastic crap. And so if you're saying that Echo Dot Kids is bad because there may be some, like, branded aspect or because there may be some company associated like for instance like they quoted nickelodeon like they're like oh this is another way to like reach our consumer base or whatever and she was like oh see nickelodeon you know wants to like you know you know sell stuff to your kids or whatever it's like well they're trying to sell stuff to your kids through the television and it's like i highly doubt that there is a person out there who has no television they have no radio they have no plastic crap toys for their kids they have nothing like that but they're like you know what i'm gonna get I'm going to get this Echo Dot Kids. And so now my kid is like, but not realizing that now their kid is going to be like infiltrated by Nickelodeon. Like, of course, the people providing content on the Echo Dot Kids are going to include companies such as Nickelodeon, such as Disney, et cetera. Um, Yes, because they, they make these products for children. That's their whole purpose is to make products for children. And, and frankly, they're, products are better than most of the things that are currently available in the skills store for the most part. Um, they're very highly produced and actually quite good. So and also, they and should like, be. And one of the other things that she talks about is like, oh, like one of the things that it does is if your kid says to it, like, I'm bored, it will say like, oh, here's like a game you could play or like here's like a – and many of them are educational. Like obviously Amazon understands that in order to, you know, have like – yuppie well they're not yuppies anymore again we're like millennials now whatever what are, what are like millennial parents called now I, I don't know whatever like you know well off millennial parents or gen x parents that will be buying this crap for their kids like 
they know that it needs to be educational. It needs to be like whatever, you know, to appeal. So they're, of course, they're going to have it be like that. But, but the point is, is that it's not a difference between, again, using this product or nothing. Like in many instances, yes. it's a difference between using this voice product or like shoving them in front of a television. Yes. And I think or giving them the Kindle Fire or something like that that also has kids free time on it. Like things like that. It's it's you, again, the option is not like Amish versus whatever. <laughs> it's like Amish only like wooden toys right. versus this thing. Like the thing is it's I like I mean frankly you're likely to give them Legos or perhaps um uh uh like Duplo box blocks <laughs> or Fisher Price toys or Crayola crowns or crayons. Sorry, Mac. No, it's crayons. So Max is from the Midwest, and there they say crayon. Cr- no, it's, crowns. It's just in Kansas City. Sorry, in Can- Max is from Kansas City, Missouri, and they say crowns and to mean crayons. And I grew up. We always called them crayons, and that's that's like a, a northeast thing. But like in the south, yeah, in the south it actually be more like crayons. crayons. But like in the north, it's crayons. But yeah, and then and then in California, it's crayons. But the point is, is that every time Max says crowns, I think very he's talking confusing. about crowns you put in your head, and it's very confusing. And so I keep telling him, like normally, I'm all about regional differences. I like his like little Midwestern accent things every now and again. But that one's very confusing because I don't know what he's saying. But anyway, back to you, Max. The point being that your kids are already very likely. Or Play-Doh, very likely playing with very branded material if you're picking them off of whatever kind of electronic device exists. So, I it okay. Let me let me do like a real rant here for a second, or like a mini rant. Here's the other thing, okay? There are a lot of people who want to you know have their kids move away from screen time because there's all this stuff about how screen time is bad for your kids. First of all. Let me say to you, all of you out there, I suggest that you actually read the data on this because, yes, more screen time is correlated. Remember, correlation does not equal causation with, you know, worse, uh, say, school outcomes. But if you hold um, equal other factors such as parenting, such as, you know, educational attainment, such as blah, 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 whatever of the kid, of the kid's parents and everything else, then actually screen time isn't correlated with any outcomes. There's actually not a lot of evidence that screen time is that bad for your kids, but whatever. Okay. Do your own research on that. People can come to different opinions on that. But regardless of whether screen time is good or bad for your kids, the point is that sometimes mommy needs a break. Or daddy needs a break. And you know who's a really great and free babysitter? The television. That's who's a really great and free babysitter. And I don't have money to, like, have a babysitter for, like, an hour on Saturday afternoon when I've been watching my two toddlers all day and I can't take them anymore. But you know who is free and available? Moana. Moana is free and available. And so sometimes I sit their butts in front of the TV and I give them snacks and mommy plays some games on her phone because everybody needs a break sometime. And you know what might be better than that? I don't know. Maybe like a voice assistant. And so to tell people that you're a terrible parent, if you would ever put your kid in front of a TV, or you'd even try to do the better thing of like putting them around a smart speaker. You know what? People are human beings and there is nothing wrong with your kids being in front of a television sometime. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. 
So our final thing is that we have to announce the winner of the Echo Dot. We had said that if you uh, rate or review us, rate and, I think we said rate and, review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, and then email us to let us know that you had done as much, that we would, you know, put you in a drawing to win a Echo Dot. Echo Dot. And um, two people did as much. Thank you, Vic, and thank you, Jenny. We like you very, very much. Did you and clarify you could use your names? No, I, this is first names. Okay. There are a lot of people in the world named Vic and or Jenny. No, there's just two. There are just two. Well, then I'm sorry, Vic and Jenny. You've now been outed. People will come to your house immediately, I'm sure. I mean, given that you are the only two people who did rate and review us, that means that we are so well listened to that you're just going to be, like, mobbed. It's going to be really bad for you. I'm sorry. It's to be not- fair, I'm aware that both of you live someplace that is very difficult to get to. Yeah, I know where both of you live. One of you doesn't live in the United States. The other one does somewhere. That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Max is laughing now. But because of the fact that there were only two of you, and I'm just saying, hey, if you're listening to this, and you because you know what? I see our numbers on iTunes. I see the number of people that are listening to us. It's actually. No, no, no. Don't yell at the listeners. Okay, I'm not going to get Ask nicely. Thank you so much for listening to us. Please Yay! rate us in iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm, I'm sorry. That's why all the podcast people are so nice, right? Like, because if you start screaming at people, then that's not helpful. No. Okay. When you start chastising them for not doing things. <laughs> okay. Well, shockingly, they're not just, happy about it. I'm, all I'm saying is, and maybe this is for my ego, like, I'm just saying there are more people listening then would be, you would think, based on the, the two people who have rated, but... I think that's true of every podcast. That's true. That's that's a very good point. Okay. But anyway, the point is, I really do appreciate the two people who rated and reviewed, but... We so if you're Vic or Jenny waiting to find out if you've won this Echo Dot... The point is, I have a penny here in front of me, and as all pennies, one side has heads, and one side has tails. This one is like a weird penny. It's not a wheat penny. I don't know. What do you call that? It's got like a shield on the back of it. It's just a penny. That's what no. That's what the pennies look like no. now. And they have looked like for several years. No. Well, regular pennies have like the, the memorial on the back. Not for a while. Really? All new ones have this weird shield thing? Yes. Why? I like the old pennies. I don't know. I'd have to Google that. And we're oh. near the end of the episode. Okay. okay. So well, anyway, we'll look into that. The it. point is, is that, okay, who do you want to be heads or tails? You should do it alphabetically. So Jenny should be heads and Vic is tails. Okay. So I am now, you want to you wanna flip it? No. Okay. I'm shaking up the penny. I'm throwing it in the air. It hit the ground. Hopefully it you is heard tails. That. It's the oh. shield, which it's is the tails. Shield. That's tails. Wait, who did we say that was? Vic. Oh, Vic. Alphabetical. Vic, you won the Echo Dot. I will be in contact and you will get that. And I'm sorry, Jenny. We appreciate you and all that you've done for us. Thank you very much. <laughs> and for the rest of you, please. Rate us in uh, I thought we're iTunes. Not, I thought we're not supposed to Hector Max. I'm not. I'm asking. I said please. Oh, you said please. It was very you polite. Said you said please. Rate us in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your fine podcasts or bad ones as well. And yeah. Anyway, otherwise, that is all for this week on Talk to Me. Yes. Thank you for talking to me. And and, and Max me. Have a good, have a good bye week. Okay. Bye.
proud to be part of the Voice First FM network.